Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. That's why I created Money Making Conversations. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare for the bigger, bigger obstacles that life is going to present to you. And a lot of people trip complain about things that are not even worth your time because that holds you back. But guess what? My next guest, been knowing him a long time in the business. We've crossed paths, DC, BET. His name is Curtis Simons. He launched HBCU Go TV, which is a live and streaming entertainment, educational, lifestyle, and sports network. HBCU Go TV is the voice of African-American youth and the HBCU community and currently airs on Roku and HBCUGo.tv. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Curtis Simons. Hello? I'm right here. You can hear me? What, what, I can what, hear you. Can you hear me, Sean? I can hear you now. I'll introduce you, man. You just, you just sat there oh, on the curtain. Okay. I didn't know, I didn't know oh. if I put a pop-up on screen or if I'm going to see anything. Oh, I, I, I see, I, I see you live. live. I see the picture I'm in the good. background. All that good stuff, Curtis. How you doing yeah. there, sir? Mr. HBCU, Mr. BET, Mr. Man, Producer. Let me just say this, man. I've had a great weekend. I got to tell you, Rashad, it's an honor to be on your show, man. I've heard a lot about the show. And I know you very well, man, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, diving into some conversations and see what we can come up with today. Well, you know, the thing about it is that we've talked previously. When we, we sat down and talked about the brand of HBCU and how I can come into, you know, sure. help grow this brand. And it, it excites me because HBCUs, I, I didn't go to an HBCU school. I, I graduated from University of Houston, right down the street from Texas Southern University in Third Ward, Texas. So I'm I ain't going to hold me. that against you. you I ain't hold that against you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it because my <laughs> passion and what I'm trying to do and what I want to use the skills that God gave me is what I'm bringing to the table. And that's marketing and branding. That's something I do very naturally. And when I look at a brand like HBCU, which for some reason in 2020 has exploded on the landscape. Why do you Great. feel that, you know, it's been struggling. Funding every year in Congress. Do we want to fund it? Then and then, you know, President Donald Trump is is taking claim for like resurrecting HBCUs. If it wasn't for him in 2019 in September, it wouldn't be an HBCU funding program happening right now. Yeah, Why exactly. is HBCUs being so popularized in 2020? Well, I, I think that you know, with, with, with all the unrest we've had in in, in this current time, right? And looking at where there should be some growth and where there should be some responsibilities, I think if it peels back to the HBCU circle. Mm -hmm. And I think when people really dive in and really look at what HBCU schools have done over the years in creating some of the great educational folks, political folks, entertainers, uh, sports athletes, the whole nine yards, mm -hmm. is now become a better appreciation across the board for what these schools have meant. And now... Right. You know, more people are looking at it, you know, not one sided that it had been looked at for a while. Because when you look at the, the great thing about the, the HBCUs in the 60s and 70s, that's only where African-Americans could go to. Mm -hmm. 
PWIs, which mean predominantly white institutions, got very smart and said, look, especially on the athletic side, mm -hmm. you know, we got to start incorporating more of the African-Americans into our schools. And because they could provide the visibility that African-American schools could not, a lot of athletes jumped aboard. But now what's happening is, you know, people are understanding, look, it ain't all about the money. It's more about the experience. Mm -hmm. And if we can start really, you know, pushing more of the experience at HBCUs and really show people who have come out of there who and who and have survived, you know, that I think is really going to be the icing on, on the cake. And I think now that it's become very apparent that these schools are playing a prominent role in education of African-American uh, kids, mm -hmm. you know, more and more people are now starting to pay attention to saying we've got to have more HBCU stuff and we've got to spend more time in driving the value and exposure of these schools. That's one of the things that I'm trying to do with HBCU Go TV. Now, you know, the vision, leading media, pro illuminating the voice and experience of the 107, there's 104 that are accredited HBCUs, mm -hmm. and then the mission is to increase brand awareness and support the sustainability of HBCUs by making a meaningful financial contribution to the population of these American institutions of higher learning. There are two right. things, a vision and a mission. HB HBCU Go TV. How did it start, though? Talk about your career. What gives you credibility? You just hopped on the machine. First well, of all, I know you went to HBCU. I, I think one of, the thing, one of the things that helped me tremendously, Bashan, is I grew up on the campus of Central State University. My mother taught there for 40 years. My father worked there for 50 years in the maintenance department. So I had opportunity to be in the bloodline. And I ended yes. up, my mother graduated from Central State and I ended up graduating from Central State. Mm -hmm. And also my sister graduated from Central State. So I had the experience of, you know, coming and living and being part of that bloodline of HBCUs. Mm -hmm. But then when I got into the marketing side of the media business and I worked for a cable system for, for many years, and I worked for ESPN, and then I got into BET. Right. One of the biggest things I saw was the lack of exposure uh, for these universities because no one really was really trying to help. In my old days at BET, when I came on in 1988, we really were the anchors behind black college sports. Right. And we did that for almost 10 years. But then, you know, we were ahead of our time, and our guys didn't know really how to sell it. And coming out of ESPN, you know, and being a sports nut, I was really pushing black college sports like there was no no tomorrow because when I first came on board at BT, we were, we were doing a week-long tape, tape delay of mm -hmm. a game, and I, and I finally mm -hmm. forced Bob to do live games. Right. You know, and then finally, we just got out there where the advertising world couldn't really understand black college sports, and they didn't want to put any money in, so it didn't enable us to continue with it, but we knew there was a value there, and that's mm -hmm. where... Mm -hmm. Other services started to, started to kind of dip mm -hmm. on it, and now ESPN has jumped in it. But what HBCU Go is going to do is that we're going to be a part of that. Because, you know, as I've told the HBCU schools, it's like, you know, why are you letting just one network control your visibility? When you mm -hmm. look at the Power Fives and you look at, you know, uh, other conferences, they got two and three media partners. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. now – you know, the, the commissioners are getting smarter. They're looking at more ways in which they can drive exposure, looking way more at ways they can, you know, bring revenue to the universities, to their presidents. And so the door is starting to crack. And now with uh, HBCUs starting to pick up some top name recruits, like Howard picked up Maker, the basketball player, the seven footer. Mm -hmm. uh, there's other there's other players that have gone different places that have been top recruits. And now the door is starting to slide open. And which is going to make, you know, these schools become very, very attractive 
not only the HBCU go, but to other people because they want to see these young, this young talent. And they're also going to get a chance to really expose themselves to some great talent at the end of the day. Let's talk about, let's stay in this sports lane because we talk about SEC, conference, mm-hmm. power five. I'm a Southwest SWAT guy. You know, Texas Southern, Prairie View, mm-hmm. Grambling, Southern, all that whole area over there. That's me. Then I find out that Bethune Cookman is coming to the SWAC. Yeah. Then exactly. I find out FAMU is coming to the SWAC. See, yeah. that's that feels like the black SEC to me. And that's really what you're is. talking about. I, I would I, you know, I was just talking to Charles McCullen, who is the uh commissioner of the SWAC, and I, I think you're right on point. I mean, I try to convince the conferences almost eight years ago right. because I was really the one that brought black college sports to ESPN because mm-hmm. I was consulting with them at the time and I was the one with, with behind the SWAC and the MEAC challenge that ended up in Florida mm-hmm. but one of the things I was trying to convince the HBCU schools early on was to make a power conference mm-hmm. but they just couldn't get it but now you're right I, I think that SWAC is on to something man. and then um, I think they're building something that's going to make it very very attractive and I think what's going to happen is SWAC is going to be the conference that everybody's going to look at you know as far as really doing sports with and see if they become one of the, the power you I'm know within me. black college sports and I'm, I think I'm, they will I'm because they picked up like you just said film Cookman fam you you know, and I think there's going to be others that's going to sprinkle over with powerhouse, even in the, in the, in the mid-level conference, who are doing well, who are going to try to sneak in and really try to make it a strong conference before it's all over. We talk about so legacy. I think, that, I think that, that's an opportunity there. We talk about legacy football programs, athletic programs, band programs. You talk about right. band, fam, mute. You know what I'm saying? But we already know the Squack has always had the Grambling Southern game that was been broadcast yes. for years on NBC. So that right. always had this, that's always been like the Notre Dame game on NBC yeah. for black sports. And so there's already media heritage, media, media lineage for the SWAC program. And I, mm-hmm. the reason I like it because we have to start being smart and realize we have economic dollars. If you want to get the recruits, then you have to generate energy. If you're saying, man, the SWAC is the best place to come where you're going to be the best athletes, that's what's happening right now. Jackson State. Yeah, that's all they did with, with Dion. Come on now, that's all I'm saying. That's swag. That's right. swag. And that's markability right there. I mean, you know, that, that's markability. So you, you know, two-time Super Bowl champ, coaching, you know. His NFL, son, his Hall son, Famer, his you son. You know, what else can you ask for there? His son, who was a four-star recruit, went, was just de- de- uh, decommitted from the Florida school, not going to Jackson State. And exactly, that, and he was exactly. an incredible athlete. And, and, I, and I think that's the trend you're going to see on on that, Rashawn. I mean, I think that you know they're going to be there's going to be many more like that that mm-hmm. are going to start you know drifting into. Because look, the bottom line is, man, these young folks <laughs> in, in football and basketball they want to get to the next level. Right, right, and right. That, that that's the whole thing. And and if, if we're able to begin to start showing them through. HBCUs that you can get there. Right. I think that's going to be the doing. And I think now the way the direction is moving, you know, more and more kids are realizing, look, I, I you know, I asked a question to uh, Jalen Rose years ago when, when the Fab Five, you know, uh, tape came out, when they did the Fab Five tape. And I said, Jalen, if you would have took the Fab Five to an HBCU, right. do you think there would have been difference than taking it to Michigan? 
Mm-hmm. And he said, man, I, Curtis, I never thought about it like that. I said, yeah, because all you want to do is get to the next level. And that right. was before one and does. Mm-hmm. That was before one and does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you take that same model and move that into an HBCU. Everybody would want to come televise them. Right. Everybody would follow them. Right. And they would, right. and they would become the team in the HBCUs that everybody would have jumped on. Right. You know, no question. So with the, 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 the raise of awareness of Jackson State with, with a Dion, for example, right, only opens up more doors to HBCUs. And, and, that, and that's where we got to start taking advantage of it. The biggest thing that we've got to take advantage of, Sean, is that we've got to move these HBCU schools into thinking business and not just education. Right. That's one of the biggest things that I'm trying to work on with my HBCU go I'm trying to constantly bring them ideas of how to grow their enrollment through bringing in some businesses that will support them in order to grow their enrollment, because that's not the way they think going in the door. Well, here's the, here's the and you're absolutely right. Uh, Notre Dame football mm-hmm. is what drives their enrollment. Penn State, Alabama. Yes. University of Texas. These are USC. All these mm-hmm. are prominent programs that drive enrollment. And it's, it's really is interesting because the academic success of HBCUs is unquestionably an amazing story in yes. itself. That they're not even being recognized because what? Because the athletic program, which was the dominant voice in the 60s before integration happened. And you know that, Kurt. Exactly. You know, exactly. That the wave exactly. of black athletes and Hall of Fame, I think it's over 32 uh, HBCU uh, yeah. players who are in the Professional Football Hall of Fame. No and question. And so, so now, let's look at that now. That's why I think it's important that a Deion Sanders is at Jackson State. Because yes. again, He's gonna he can, he's gonna bring in athletes, which means that the fan base and the alumni base will get re energized, and that's what which we're talking needed, about. Which is needed. Which is which needed. needed. Which is needed. Because right now, let's talk about let's talk about HBCUs. They known for the band, and if they got a good football team, and then the academics is third. Now, I think what happens is, as black people, we always fight that moniker that we are more than just. Athletes, we're just more than physical objects. No question. No and question. So that's the fight that you we're talking about right now. Is that exactly we, we want to be able to recognize for our intellect and not because we can entertain and not because we can perform on an athletic platform. And so well, that's the journey. You're, that's you're the right on point. Yeah, that, that, that's where you're right on point, John. It's like with my my personal myself. Right. You know, I've been trying to show young men and young ladies, like, listen. I came out of Central State with a physical education major, a right. PE major. Right. I've been a marketing guy since I've been in the business, 30-some plus years. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going into the biggest Hall of Fame of the, of the media industry, broadcasting <laughs> and cable next year. Hold on, look, few look, blacks look, going into a Hall of Fame hey, with look, a PE major. Let me bring that up. Don't be just, just throwing out that information. That's valuable information. That's one of my questions. Let me set that up. You're just jumping out there, just casually throwing that out. Now, you, I can't stand interviewing people that know more information and just be putting it out ahead of time. We still in HBCU. Now you jumped into this legendary honor that you're getting in 2021. Well, since you opened your mouth, Curtis, tell us about this honor that you're getting in 2021. That's one of the biggest the opportunities you can get in media. Talk about that. Well, I, 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 I thank you very much, Sean. You know, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. I mean, I, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's always an honor when you have your colleagues 
you know, nominate you as one of the best in the business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I really, one of the things that has been my, my real headache over my years is that I've never really taken advantage of my network like I should have. I've had more people always say to me, hey, man, I don't think you realize how much you bring to the table and you undervalue yourself a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, this honor, Rashawn, next year is one that I've been seeking for like the last 20 years because I felt that I gave a lot to the industry. And one of the things that I wrote, a, a part of a book I wrote a while, a couple of years back called um, uh, it's a gamble and HBCUs are a sure bet. Within that, I talked a lot about during that time, Rashawn, one of the things that I think we all get, we all have an oversight of is not recognizing and dealing with our family the way it is because your right. family is all you have, man, at the end of the day. It's all right. you have, man. Right. I and agree. my family went and fought with me thick and thin. You know, I put my family at times in some rough spots because I'm working night and day, traveling all the time, missing things, you know. And, you know, that's a big thing now to me. And so to be honored and see all the sacrifices my family went through in order for me to obtain an honor like this next year, it's big for me, man. It's very mm -hmm. big for me. And, and also to, you know, have many of my peers who have now called me and said, man, this is overdue, man. You, you, you should have got this thing long time ago, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm just shocked that it's taken this long to get. And I, and, and I, and I give them, you know, the, the, the I forgot it was uh, in the NFL. It took him a long time. I, you know, I just said, listen, you know, my whole thing is, is, is I taught I was taught to be patient. Yes. You know, patience is, is, is the world of life. You know, if you know you've done something right, somebody will reward you down the road. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this reward is, you know, the tip of the iceberg in the industry. You know, and I didn't realize how big it was until I saw all the people who got honored <laughs> in front of me, African-Americans like Oprah, Bob Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm and I'm like the third within all of BT to get honored, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so it's a big step, man. And I'm very proud of to be very truthful with you. Now, it takes a big of knowledge because I want to slide back to getting on the Roku platform. Yeah, getting the streaming because let's look at BT. BT is a traditional cable network, which means they yes. have to have twenty four hours of programming seven days a week, and that's why sometimes you look at a network like a BT and they got paid programming. It has nothing to do with BT yep. coming You're on right. in the early hours. What advantages is it streaming and expenses as money financially versus doing a cable network launch versus doing a streaming network launch? Well, one one of the things that the, the, everyone's finding out is that the world of media is changing, Sean, as we all know. Mm -hmm. You know, no one is really watching. You know, our kids are not watching television anymore. Our kids are watching their phones, their iPads, and their computers. Mm -hmm. And the digital world really allows them to get a faster hit than just watching linear TV. Right. And so the digital, the over, the OTT platforms that we're on, the over what they call over the top digital platforms, which is faster. And the fact that you can get if, if, you know, more viable information at a timely basis is just the way of the world, man. And the way that, you know, in my audience that I'm trying to reach out to, which is the HBCU students, right. HBCU alumni, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get the, you know, multicultural audiences to be involved with it. You know, a, a lot of this world is watching everything on the computer, the phone and the iPad. So less cost, 
You know, I don't have to buy a big dish to, to get my network up. You know, I could just do it technology-wise. It's a lot less cost. And that's really what it boils down to. I mean, today's world, to, to build a linear network like a BT, it, it costs you millions and millions of dollars. Where to do a digital network, you know, I, I don't need a million dollars. Right. I'd like to have it, but I can get it up without having to spend a, a ton of money to get it up and going and keep, and keep productive. So you know, and that's really what it's all about. You know, and so if you can make your program, you, you can grow your content as you're building it. That's really kind of the theme of where you want to go with. So what is your content? Is it categorized? How is it? Because let, let's go and be honest. You know, HBCU is recognized for the athleticism, the sports program, mm -hmm. recognized for those bands, those marching bands at halftime, dominate right. the landscape, and then right. academics. So what is right HB, now, HBCU right program going? consists of educational programming we're doing it we're doing a uh master class program with uh, uh tennessee state uh that's, that's been one of our charter schools that we've been working very closely with because really the programming that we're trying to create is to have the students create programming for the network mm. and then we're doing some lifestyle programming we've created a show with charlie neal called what's next with charlie neal and doing very similar things you're doing here with your podcast of interviewing people in the hbc circle around the hbc circle or, you know, graduated from an HBCU who are doing things in the community or in business who can help enlighten us on how to move forward. And of course, like you said, you know, we're doing we're doing HBCU sports right now. We're doing it on a lot of, a lot of tape stuff material that we're getting. Uh, we hope to try to have some live sports in 2021 and we'll see what, what comes about, you know, in regards to that. And then we're trying to create other programming around um you know, HBCUs that people would really relate to. Like we have a black quiz show uh, that we got from Don Jackson out of Chicago. He, he gave us 26 episodes uh, that we're working with uh, that I think it's all around HBCUs. Good. Some of the questions are really tough. You know, I watched the show a couple of times and I'm trying to figure out the answers to some of these questions. Is that the you version know? hosted by Nephew Tommy? Yes, yes, yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's show the host about that. Nephew Tommy, you know, and, and it's doing well for us. And then we have another, another show that we picked up with, um, Zena Garrison and uh, Chanda Rubin, which is really all about social justice, but it, it's a uh, game set chat is what it's called. And they talk to a lot of tennis professionals about the whole thing about injustice and dealing in, in the black and white world, you know? So we're slowly but surely picking up programming. Our goal in 2021 is to at least be able to do two hours of, of original programming and then we'll start adding more as we go. Okay, cool. So here's another program, money making conversations. You know, oh, we, we want that bad. We gonna drop that, that, that on you. You on the docket? You on the docket for 2021? <laughs> That's gonna it, be our top show. Because here's Tell the you thing, that right now. Here's the thing that I love about what's happening with money making conversation and the interviews. I got interviewed Kenny Lord. You know, out of Tava Lifestyles, out of Houston, Texas. Yep. He from Tennessee State University. Just interviewed the uh, last week the the people who created. Christmas claw, claw uh, Clarence claws, you know, young oh, black wow. couple, okay. young black couple, you know, both of them graduated from HBCUs. And so I, it's really interesting how granular the relationship has been. So me being able to provide content. And so now I built I bought my new office building in Atlanta. So yeah, now, we're excited about it. And so no now, I'm now I'm doing video, like I told you I would. And so yep. this is, this, this is the program I'll be able to bring. I'm, I'm building out a video wall to the right of me. And so, 
which means that I'll be able to even get even bigger talent, even bigger relationships, but more important, exposing the entrepreneurial value of HBCUs and also being able to give you quality programming because that's what sales. Even though yeah. if, I, if I can get the celebrity HBCU people on my show and get them on your network, then guess what? You'll be able to market and brand. They become the face. And that's what we're going to do. That's our that's our 2021 goal. You well, know? I'm 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 for, for, for anyone listening to Rashawn's <laughs> show right now. Let me just say this. I am very, very, very excited to have a building relationship with one of the great brand masters in the business, Rashawn McDonald. I think that having him part of HBCU Go is going to be an explosion for us in 2021. And I'm looking forward to marketing, building the brand mm -hmm. and really working side by side with him to really grow, you know, his show and really grow our partnership to show number one, to show people we can work together. Number two, to take advantage of this network that he's building of, of all the people in the HBC circle so that as he earlier mentioned, we can build something that everybody can be proud of down the road. That's really the goal. Right. That's really the goal. And that's really what we're trying to do, you know, and it's, it's amazing. We got a, you know, our president, vice president elect, which is amazing. How, uh, Howard University, AKA yeah. member, no you, question. Know, you know, people go, was she really black? Where is she? What the Howard? I would tell you something. She got enough black going on in her life. She's a member no of AKA for salt sorority. She went to Howard University. She, mm -hmm. she grew up in Oakland. Okay, we just stop. We just stop right there. That's that's, that's enough. That's three black powerful relationships that we can stop talking about. You got, we, you got that right. You got that right. <laughs> and that's and that's going to be very powerful. And it's, I think that, you know, she's going to jump on. We're going to get her one day on your show because she's going to understand how powerful you are in the, in the market and what you bring to the table. And she's going to want everybody to listen to her message some more. We you know, know we, so we, I, I see you grabbing her very soon. When we talk you know, about and, power, and having her involved with us. We talk no about question. power. You know, Walter Payton, you know, rest his soul, greatest running back in the history of football, professional football. Steve McNair, you know, Jerry Wright, greatest wide receiver of all time. Yeah. All the five with Michael Strahan. You know, yeah. it's, it's Oprah Winfrey, Taraji P. Henson, Anthony Anderson, Stephen A. Smith. The list goes on and on. Common, you know, lies about the right there. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And, right that's, and that's the kind of thing, Rashawn, that you're talking about that our young people are totally unaware of. Mm -hmm. Totally unaware of. Mm -hmm. I was with a group of young folks a while back, right before about a year ago, right before the virus hit, and was talking to them about black media and mentioned Earl Graves' name. Right. And no one in the room knew who Earl Graves was. Mm -hmm. No one. Mm -hmm. And I said, how can you be in a communication journalism department and not know who Earl Graves is. Right. But that's because, and this is one of the things that I, I'm getting on a lot of the, the, the communication partners in the HBC circle saying, listen, you got to quit preaching from the book and start educating these people on the history. Right. So that they understand when they step out the door who they are and who created this landscape for them. Right. Right. Well, you know, the, the, even the, the who really created it is sad to see how the Johnson publication brand has. Yeah. It's, 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 Without Jet, you know, you and I both know we grew up on Jet. Oh, you know, ain't no question. Jet Beauty. Ain't was, no question. Jet Beauty was a black man's dream. Come on now. Yeah. You know. But you know what's, what's, what's sad behind that, though, Rashawn, is that I said it a lot of Bob meetings with Bob, and I have to give Bob one, one piece of credit. That back in the early days of BT, Bob went to a lot of those folks like the John H's of the world. I was in those meetings mm -hmm. and asked them to partner with him so mm -hmm. that we could create a conglomerate. 
Right. And everybody was caught up in their own silos, man. They were like, oh, no, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, mm-hmm. but that's the thing that we have to un- uncap. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got to start showing how we can work together, how we can drive business and get more people involved in the circle so that we can have a conglomerate that can grow. And people say, oh, wow, they're doing something out there that, that, that's powerful out there. Right. They're sending a message out there. Right. Right. And they're working together to make right. that happen. And so let's let's go back to why we got on this call. HBCUgo.tv is the website. Yes. HBCUgo on Roku. Now, now you got to have Roku to get to it, right? Yes. Yes. But we will have a, we will have a, a new app out very soon within the next three weeks that you'll be able to pick us up right on your phone. Mm-hmm. And the app will be mainly connected to our website. Right. So you really be able to follow us closer. Well, that's the key. Cause you, if you start downloading and then the people start rating your app on your download, the experience, then that's when you win. And that's what we're talking about right now. No question. Now let's go to the target audience before we wrap up. Uh, The primary is the millennials, 18 to 24. The secondary is the alumni, which is 24, 25 to 49. And so that alumni is what we're talking about because I, they're the influencers for the young people because no if we build a brand of H, and I'm going to say with the word we because I, I can't get into the conversation and act like I'm outside. If you're we right. build the you're brand, right. You're, right. You're, you're directing it right. Because we're influencers because influencers are key. That's who that 25 to 49 and really is, is 49 to 70 and beyond because the grandparents and the legacy influencers or what you know, makes different. That, that's the part of it, man. I mean, we put together a football game years ago in the Bahamas. We were the first ever to do it. We put together Bahama, the HBCU go Bahama football classic. We brought Tennessee State, I mean, Texas Southern in to play Central State. And what was amazing was we put 10,000 people in a 14,000 seat arena within the, within two weeks because they wouldn't, they wouldn't give us the arena until a week before. It was unbelievable. But anyway, my point is, to your point, when we started interviewing some of the people who attended, the generations that were tied together was amazing. <laughs> yes. I mean, people were coming in and saying, oh, my grandfather went there, my grandmother went there, my, aunt, my uncle went there, my father. I mean, the generations was unbelievable. And that's what makes HBC so strong. Right. But a lot of people don't know that. Right. And that's why I'm excited about it. I'm excited about when we got on the call and talked about what you're trying to do. My whole Because I see it. And I, I'm not saying I'm a visionary, but I know that when I see what's happening with the SWAC, becoming my, my, what I feel, the football version of the SEC. When, oh, I no see, when I see a Deion Sanders, his brand going down to Jackson State. When I see yep. young recruits, when I see the vice president elect, being an HBCU grad of, the, of Howard University, which we have to consider to be the Ivy League level of a black HBCU schools. And yes. that's where we're at now. We're at a we're at an interesting point right now in the life where the funding should come through. You know, they, we should also stay on top of corporate America, should continue no to contribute like they contributed in 2021. 2020 and 2021 and move forward. Let's don't make this to be a guilt donation. Let's make this an annual donation. And that's there you go I'm right at. there. You said, that, the, you said the magic word that needs to be preached on a regular basis. It's not a guilt situation. 
Right. This is this is where it should be at so, the end of the day. Well, Curtis, you got me, brother. Like I said, I'm on video now. I'm on video I now. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, Sean. <laughs> Glad to have you, man. And thank you very much, you and Samantha and, and the crew, man. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, again, you know, when the app drops, you got to let us know. So we put it in we'll our do. newsletter, put it on our social media. It's, it's momentum. Again, congratulations for your 2020 honor, 2021 honor that you're going to be for a business and cable, a broadcasting cable award that you so deeply deserve. A legacy is tied to experience and tied to relationships, man. And to be on a call with you, knowing that we've crossed paths, that our journey is going to be united in a partnership that's going to uh, that's going to grow a brand that's been underserved for so many years, but have served this country so well. And it's in the in the quality people that is educated, taxpaying people, people who are educating our children and their children that are running corporations, that are running members of Congress, dentists, doctors, you know, lawyers, judges. That's what HBCUs bring to the table, everybody. I'm proud you, to be you, a part you, of it. You're saying it right, Richard. So I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a beautiful marriage next year, man. Between your show and our network. Looking forward to it. We're gonna cut it out and get it done. Thank you, Curtis, for coming on Money Making Conversation. All right, man. Be careful, man. You gotta be safe out there. All of you. I appreciate it, brother. If you want Take to hear care. more Money Making Conversations interviews, please go to MoneyMakingConversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am the host. <laughs>